Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde for the NES. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde was developed by Advanced Communication Company and published by Toho in Japan in April of 1988, and then was released in North America by Taito in April of 1989. I found uh, no evidence of its release in Europe. Wow, that might be a good thing. Maybe they lucked out here. (laughs) Now, ACC, the Advanced Communication Company, was a Japanese uh, game developer that mainly released games for the Japanese market. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of tie-ins to anime and other things. Uh, if you look at the list of their releases, most of them are fully Japanese names. Right on. And if they aren't, they're things like Otaku no Saiza, an adventure in the Otaku Galaxy. Oh, wow. Okay. But they are known for some American releases. Uh, Dino Wars. Oh, okay. They were behind that. Uh, Tiger Road. Uh, Super Godzilla for the Super Nintendo. Okay. But uh, best known and their only like real hit in the U.S. is the uh, Ease or Wise series. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought that was Falcom, though. Or did they port it over? They ported it. Oh, gotcha. And that's about it. Uh, the music in this game was done by Michuharu Hasuya. Yes, and it some was. of it might be uh, familiar to you, Nick. <laughs> it is indeed. Because it's also uh, featured in the game Rygar. Yeah, it plays the... Uh... The kind of theme you hear in the Indora rooms at the beginning of this game. It's, it's It sounds deeper or lower, right? Like, or slightly different, but it is the exact same song. Saved a little money on that one. Yeah, yeah. Now, this game, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, is, of course, based on the novella by Robert Louis Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Pretty famous author. Yeah, yeah. And a famous character. A famous yeah. book. Uh, responsible for uh, Treasure Island, uh, A Child's Garden of Verses. Uh, both things that you might have been forced to read by your parent if they were a boomer that grew up loving these novels like uh, I was. I, I've never read Treasure Island. Or have you seen of any the of the films? I've never seen. I've never even seen Treasure Planet. Wow. Uh, you know, Treasure Planet, it's like uh, Star Wars meets Treasure Island. You know, to be honest with you, I remember thinking it looked all right to be from commercials. or. Well, I worked on a morning TV show for years and... One of our hosts said that line, and it got on the poster, and that was the happiest I'd ever seen her. Oh, wow. What a dumb quote it is, too. <laughs> it's perfectly fitting for the, the show I was on. Now, um, you should read it. It's pretty good. It's kind of the basis of all of our uh, common pirate myths. Sure. Hey, I'm before the Treasure Islanders come after me, I, I, I'm not against it. I just have yet to cross paths, I suppose. And then uh, Robert Louis Stevenson's book, uh, The Child's Garden of Verses, all children's poems. Uh, his poem, uh, The Rain, was the first poem I ever memorized for school. Okay. Uh, it's still stuck in my head to this day. The main reason I learned it is that it is only four lines. Okay. So I was like, that's easy. And it is, uh, the rain is raining all around. It falls on field and tree. It rains on the umbrellas here and on the ships at sea. Oh, wow. Okay. And as a third grader, I was like, I can remember that. I'm a... <laughs> but I was so scared of not remembering it that it's been stuck in my brain for the rest of my life. It's a life skill. You heard it here first in Poetry Command. 
Poetry Command. Now, this uh, story or novella is a very weird story to base a video game off of. Yes. And uh, I don't think they even tried because the game really has nothing to do with the events of the story. Not really. No, it's it's you've you've read the book, right? It's been a while, but yes, I did read. Same here. It's been a long time. I was going to reread it for the podcast, and then I realized that would you know break with my strict only uh, reading comic books and graphic novels <laughs> uh, rule that I've uh, informally set for myself over the past two or three years. Well, isn't uh, um, isn't Mister Hyde a, a villain in Marvel comics or something? Uh, there is a Hyde, yes, right, yes. Jermaine I don't think it's the same one though. Oh, I was going to listen to the audiobook, but I was like, that's three hours. Jeez. Oh, wow. Although the one I was going to listen to is uh, narrated by Ian Holm. So that's a bonus. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then I just got lazy and reread the synopsis. And I was like, I remember all this. And basically, you know, the story is told from the point of view of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde's friend uh-huh. in a series of like letters or, or recounting as so many of these early sci-fi horror stories were. Yeah. A la uh, H.P. Lovecraft, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's basically about a guy that uh, his friend is worried about. Dr. Jekyll, because he thinks he's being extorted by this horrible ruffian, Mr. Hyde. Mm. And eventually, um, Dr. Jekyll uh, is gone for long periods of time. They go to check on him and he kills himself. Yeah. And you find out that, you know, oh, they were the same guy. He wasn't being extorted. He just uh, wanted a way to live his life uh, of sin and experience all of the earthly pleasures he could without being um, chastised for it as Dr. Jekyll. And figured out a way to turn himself into Mr. Hyde so he could go live it up on the seedy side of town. But in the end, right, Hyde takes over, starts to take over longer. Yeah, he couldn't control it anymore. The, yeah. the serum wasn't, uh, he drank a serum that would switch him. And eventually it was just happening without the serum. Oh, there's only one way. Indeed. But I think as we mentioned in our last episode, one of the things that stuck out to me reading it uh, when I was, as a younger person was the fact that at one point, Mr. Hyde just tramples a woman <laughs> that wouldn't get out of his way by stepping on her and then just trampling her to death. It's hilarious and brutal and scary all at the same time. Indeed. Indeed. It reminds me of like the first appearance of Black Adam where he just breaks a cop over his leg. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, but in the in the book, it does briefly mention a woman he's in love with, mm-hmm. but they never get married. Which is unfortunate. Which is the, the point of this game is, uh, I guess we'll get to it, but you're <laughs> you're on your way trying to get married, I guess is the point. It doesn't happen in the book, but uh, sadly, there's no happy ending in the novel. But I guess this is an mm. alternate w- reality where there could be a happy ending for Dr. Jekyll. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Well, sir, it is a side-scrolling uh, platformer, I guess, kind of. Yeah, don't even use the word action. No, no. <laughs> and this, there is no action or adventure to be had. It is kind of strange because it is auto-scrolling yes. as well. So It is an odd choice uh, because in this game, you play as two characters, who to thunk it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start as Dr. Jekyll, and as Dr. Jekyll, you are useless. Uh, essentially, yes. You're you a- can walk very slowly. <laughs> so slow. Uh, jump very shortly and you have a walking staff or stick mm-hmm. that you can use to possibly hit things i guess on the internet i read that it really only hurts bees i got it to work on a bee a couple times and but... even that's like a a risky chance you're just rolling the dice on that 
Well, it is a very slow attack. You just kind of jab your cane out, and it has a very short range. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what's interesting is that you have a life meter. Yes. And then you have a second meter. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, your anger meter or whatever. Yeah, which, let's talk about the, the concept of this game before we get into the gameplay of Mr. Hyde. Sure, sure. you know, it sounds cool. I Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you are playing as Dr. Jekyll, there are many things in the world that will anger you. And if you get mm-hmm. too angry, the game will switch and you will become Mr. Hyde, at which point you are now moving the opposite direction. That's right. This is where it's auto scrolling. Yes. And you can then fight your way through his level. And after a certain amount of what is it refilling up your meter? When you kill certain enemies, it depletes your anger meter. And once it gets down empty, yeah. um, it's uh, kind of weird. Only certain enemies seem to do it. You know, and the backgrounds all shift and everything is dark and scary and you fight weird demons. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get into those weird demons. But yes. once you have uh, depleted your anger meter and you return to your form as Dr. Jekyll with 70% of your life meter is restored. Yeah, which hopefully is almost full. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Now, as Mr. Hyde, you are a playable character in air quotes. You have a much higher jump uh-huh. and you have uh, two attacks. That's right. You can punch very yes, short you range. Do. Uh, not that great. Also, as the box will tell you, uh huh. You have a what is it called? The psycho wave. Yes, Doctor J- Mr. Hyde's famous psycho wave. <laughs> and how would you describe the psycho wave? It's a very strange weapon. You shoot out a fireball, really, that has a bizarre path that arcs down, mm-hmm. and then it pulls back up, and then starts a. I wouldn't say a sine wave, but it starts moving up and down towards mm-hmm. you, you know, kind of arcing in a steeper sine wave, I guess, or steeper wave until it either hits an enemy or gets back to you. And when I thought of psycho wave, I was thinking like psychic power. Sure. Or a wave. But after using it in practice, I think the psycho is is referring to the action of the projectile <laughs> because it is unpredictable and bizarre. It is a very strange weapon, and it has a different path it follows if you shoot it when you are jumping. And when it returns to you, if you jump and move, it also changes its movement. Yeah, it's uh, yes, it's it's all different. Not very good, though. <laughs> and never was I able to like really predict its movement. I got all right with it. It's first yeah, way. I'll say that. You know, I got all right with it, and that's about all I got. Yeah, yeah. And that's it for controlling both characters because that's it there's there's nothing else uh no you, you can pause the game there are no power-ups there no, is i mean no life you can collect coins you can and yeah. in the american version you can do nothing with them well you can buy off the opera singer and she will oh stop i'm sorry singing. yes that is all you can do with them yeah. i think in the japanese version you can go into houses and buy back health yes thanks for taking nice. that out yeah yeah well, okay, that's something else you can do is there are houses with doors you can enter. There's nothing in there. You just, it has nothing for you. You can, you can avoid things by yeah, being in there. I, but you I, really don't have any control of how long you're in the building, which is the problem. I uh, Yeah, it, it ejects you after like one and a half or two seconds, but I was able to use it to avoid bombs sometimes. Hmm. And do uh, you have a life Yeah. When it when your health is depleted? That life is over. Yep. You have the option to continue from the beginning of whatever, which one of the six stages you died in. As Dr. Jekyll, though, not as Mr. Hyde. That's true. And you do have 
Infinite continues. Yeah, mercifully, I guess. Or that is, is it? <laughs> or is it? Well, and we, you know, we should say that there's the the big caveat of the Hyde stages is that Mr. Hyde has his own six stages that he goes through. So right. It can be kind of tricky in the beginning because if he gets farther in the first level than Dr. Jekyll does, or I mean, or any level if they're on the same level, but he will, you will get hit by lightning and just die. Yeah. So you got to watch out for that. And there are multiple endings to this game. Mm -hmm. And I read about how you get the best or good ending, but I don't understand how that works. Okay. Well, here's the trick. Once I've, I, I figured out what it was, I realized I would never do it because you have to, basically you have to get Dr. Jekyll to the ver to the last level, right? Uh-huh. And then turn into Mr. Hyde. And then you have to, you know, depending on where he is throughout the six levels, you uh -huh. have to get him. He has to beat the game now. Because if you look, instead of having the evil version of Dr. Jekyll's maps or stages, he he has a separate path, which means once he finishes that, then you go back to Dr. Jekyll and finish the game and you get a good ending because you're like separated from him. He went a different path from you. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. <laughs> well, Nick, uh, this is an awful game that uh, doesn't have a lot going on by a weird developer. What is this manual like? It's actually okay for for what this game is. It's uh, it's 19 pages. Mm -hmm. It's red, black, and white. Really, it's just okay. a black and white manual with some red stuff in it. Tossed in for good measure. Yeah, there's some yeah black and white screenshots, and you have a pretty extensive enemy section. Oh, good. Does it name them? It names everyone. Oh, I cannot wait to hear what these things are called. All of the creatures and the people all have names. Okay. So that's kind of fun, but I, you know, I do commend it for it does a decent job of accurately explaining what's going on in this weird game. Now, and of course, as we kind of mentioned, you know, this is Dr. Jekyll's wedding day and you're just, you know, you're more like the Hulk, I guess, or you're, you're just trying to make it to your wedding without getting so irritated by other townspeople. Yeah. Like this would be an awesome Hulk game if it was well-made and fun. But the concept is what I'm talking about. Uh, no, it's, yeah, it's bizarre, but yes. And that your wife's name is Miss Millicent. So that's your goal. But yeah, so like I said, you only have a few controls and it does an okay job of explaining that in the premise. So there you go. Which I think we forgot how, how you fire the psycho wave. Oh, that's true. You press up and B. Because mm -hmm. B is just a punch. Indeed. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Well, sir, I owned this game as a kid. I did not ever play it. I remember seeing this box a lot. The box is, you know, it's got the guy on the with the crazy half makeup of Jekyll yes. and Hyde. It actually is kind of cool in a way, I think. like Oh, it looks very cool. It makes the game look very interesting. <laughs> uh, now, did you ask for this game? Oh, no. I was given this game. By someone, a kid I don't even know. He was I was at a friend's house, and he came over and had some games. And I was like, what's up with this game? And he's like, oh, it sucks. You can have it. And I was like, really? So he gave it to me. 
You know, it's kind of like the ring where it's like you got to pass mm-hmm. it on, I guess. So <laughs> it turns out he was right. He, yes, he was. Uh, every now and then it busted out for a just for gag to be like, hey, play this game, you know, and trick someone else. But, you know, so you never you didn't beat it as a child. No, no. Now, have you read the book when you got the game? No. So did it spur you into reading it? Um, no. OK. Nothing it's again related. I, yeah. Yeah. But it was, you know, for many years, my go to answer for the worst Nintendo game. Hmm. Interesting. And like I said, I, I remember seeing it, but I, I never bit the bullet and picked it up. Very wise. So, Nick, what was your more recent experience with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde for the NES? Well, I beat this game. I did not get the good ending. And did you cheat? extensively almost exclusively as did i at first when i read about it i was kind of excited i was like well it might be bad but it's a cool concept and there's a lot of games we play that i can overlook some bumps in the road on gameplay if the you know core concept's really cool or maybe there's a flourish in graphics or whatever and i got through the first level of this pretty easily Uh and then i turned into doctor uh to mr hyde and i realized oh yeah i don't know if i'll be finishing this game Oh, and then I was like, I guess I, I want to see the end. I want to get there by my own hands. And I did by brute forcing my way through every stage. I absolutely did. I was save stating shamelessly at the end. It's, it's the only way, way to do it by well, keeping your sanity as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some virtuosos out there who can just you know roll through this game and never have to turn into hide. Congrats. I, I, I powered through this in about two sittings. Yeah, I I think I did it in three because I I think the last sitting was exclusively the final level. I can see that for sure. I knew I was so close. I was like, I'm I'm not playing this anymore. I must be done. Now, the first time I got there and I was like, all right, I got to be halfway through the level. And I looked at a map and I was like, all right, I'm I got to stop. I can't I I need a break. (laughs) Taking a break. All right, folks, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by saying that this game is so, so incredibly slow and boring. It is. It's frustrating to play. Most of the time you're playing it. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It is when you're not playing a character that's hard to control and constantly being hit by enemies. You're playing as a character that is not fun to play in any way, shape or form. It sucks, man. Like you think the hide part would at least be cool, but you know. It's not. If, if if they would have made it more rewarding somehow I, or interesting. The side-scrolling part is, is what kills me on it. Like, you don't have the, the age. Like, since you're being pushed along, it's almost impossible to line yourself up well to attack creatures and enemies. Yeah, it's tricky, man. And you can only advance, like, up to ha- the halfway point of the screen. Yeah. So, I mean, and he'll auto-jump when you get close to the very few ledges that are in the game. This flat, flat game. Oh, God, it's so flat. And I mean, here's the funny part. I the first time I played this was afraid of everything. Like I was jumping over every townsperson I I met. Yeah, it's only the running ones. It's I was like, I can't touch a single thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird. But then I, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm used to this. I'm just going to jump over everyone so I don't ever get out of the habit of jumping over people. Yeah. And you do have a weird jump here because it gives you a little play, but Mm -hmm. not much. So it's a. It's tricky. I found that jumping straight up and then pressing right, like holding right or yeah, I guess right forward would allow me to if somebody was coming at me, I would still jump over them, but not so far that I would hit the next person or barrel, Oh, which is super important after that first level. Yeah, yeah. 
And, you know, I did get good jumping over people, but it's just so terribly boring being Dr. Jekyll. Yeah. And, you know, there's always the bomber guys that they come and drop a little cartoon bomb and you have a few seconds, you get a little drum roll and then it uh, explodes. And and I have no idea what the range of, of, of that bomb is. It's bigger than you would expect. So I was just like instantly just try to be as far away from it and jumping when it exploded. I could never tell. Yeah, it was just start walking. You want to just get like right in front of them and then immediately turn around and get there yeah. right before it explodes, jump and hope for the best. Because if that bomb does hit you, that is instant anger meter yeah. set off. It's the worst. And I did find later on in certain screens where I would that have the doors, you can duck in there. It's like if you press up right as you hear the kind of like part of the drum roll or the sound it, it you'll be in there long enough to avoid the explosion so i i use that a lot in the final level but the problem is that many of the enemies you know they they're not actually in a level or or they are spawning constantly like they don't really yes. have positions and it's all kind of random it's it's very weird and they have the most obnoxious nothing moves at you in a straight line so they have the most obnoxious like patterns movement jumps and they always come in groups that it's like almost physically impossible to hit all of. Yeah, yeah. Without taking hits from one of them. Like a series of three, but your punch isn't fast enough to hit all three. Yeah, if, if you even, yeah. I never used the punch. It For Hyde, it was always the, the psycho wave. I knew the range where I'm like, this will hit the ground in front of me and just tried to aim it short. Because you can only have one on the screen at a time. So if you miss and it's going on its long erratic journey around the screen, yes. you're, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, if you can imagine, like, what's, like, the worst way any of the parts of this game could be presented or whatever, <laughs> that's that's the way it is. Um, music, there is some. I actually didn't mind the music. I, um, especially, I don't, but it, you hear it a lot. Well, you have a song for Dr. Jekyll and a song mm -hmm. for Mr. Hyde, so. And that's the problem. Like, yeah, it's, well. it's one of those things where if the, each level had a different song, I would have been perfectly happy. Nope, too much. It's not that great to begin with, to be honest. I'm yeah. little and the uh, sound effects are super generic. Yeah. I feel like some of them were stolen from the Jaws video game. I, I did like the discordant singing, the tone deaf woman singing. That that was kind of funny, but it's also real annoying and <laughs> gets old fast. Yes. yes, indeed. The speed and slowness of it, it's it's like someone who saw Castlevania, so they thought you could get away with it. Like Castlevania is how you do that precise deliberate controls and this game just does not have that or anything to do like there is nothing that like no it's just keeps avoiding. you interested during the dr jekyll uh portions of the game and a weird thing that multiplies the problems from your poor slow controls is that a lot of the enemies will do things where you know you have the grave digger who's throwing out dirt right yeah there's not like one arc of three clods of dirt it's they all come out at random trajectories so you're constantly like you have to be very careful and time these things right or the notes that come out of the opera singer you know or they, when the animals decide to go crazy they're yeah they the the cat's the worst the dog does kind of have a zigzaggy pattern that i was mm -hmm. able to learn but I didn't mean I was able to dodge it effectively or frequently. <laughs> yeah, all of the enemies when you are Dr. Jekyll, none of them are incredibly hard to deal with. It's just a constant annoyance. And the biggest problem is that since your jump is so lame and you're so slow, any mistake quickly adds up and flips you to the demon world. Yep.
All right, friends, this is it, the level-by-level portion of our show. And there are six levels for both Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That's right. And before you even begin, though, there is one fairly nice little animation. It's oh, the hand <laughs> that goes up and down between start and continue. Yes, a green hand that like has a like extending arm. <laughs> yes, it looks ridiculous. But the little animation of uh, Dr. Jekyll doing the experiment. Oh, sure. That's a nice little beginning touch. And the game begins with you leaving your house and walking to the right, which you'll be doing a lot of as Dr. Jekyll. That's right. You'll see, I think you'll see, you'll run into Billy Pones early on. He's a kid with a slingshot who shoots rocks at you. Mm, uh, you know, I pulled up the manual because I had to see what they said about all these people. And according to it, he has a crush on Dr. Jekyll's fiance. And that's why he shoots at you. What a jerk. Yeah, he is a jerk. Uh, you also have the bomb maniac. There is this hopefully just one man, but he is dropping lots of bombs all over this yes, town. He is insane. Uh, you'll have the cat and the dog in this level. The cat is named Luna, not unlike uh, Sailor Moon's cat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the dog is named Murphy. Yeah. So that's nice. Pretty cool. And in this first level, as uh, Dr. Jekyll, you will walk. Yeah, you're a lot. in the. Uh... <laughs> there are this some... is the, the town level. This is here's an interesting thing that I forgot to bring up is that there are certain levels that are repeated in the U.S. version that were not in the Japanese, which doesn't make any sense. No, I I actually read a kind of a part of an article about how or why, where it was some weird memory th- or uh, something where they were changing from like RAM to ROM or something, mm-hmm. and it was way above my or yeah, way over my head. So. Gotcha. But it, it's out there for anyone who cares. I personally don't feel like... And then those two levels wouldn't have changed it. Yeah, it's, it's not going to save it, you know? Now, I didn't mention earlier how dumb the cat looks when it gets excited. Because it's yeah, just yeah. two frames, one of it like being scared and one not. So as it like bops back, like around, it just looks extra dumb. I actually want to say... I. I kind of like all the graphics in this game. Like, I like the houses and the, the stages are actually pretty decent. Like, the trees. They're okay. Very workmanlike. There's nothing fancy going on, but you definitely know what you're looking at. The background trees are pretty good. Now, you do encounter some spiders. They're your classic wait for them to get out of your way spiders. I hate them so much. Uh-huh. Which do you hate more, them or the bird that, that drops uh, emoji poop on you? Yes, that is something that we always got to chuckle out of as a kid. But there is a bird or birds that will frequently fly by and try to poop on you. And this but, is not bird poop. It is like a full emoji swirl. Yeah, it's great. And I, I think the spiders are worse. They're, they are. They're so random. They don't have like a set timing. So it's really hard to, to get by. And of course, at any point, if you get too angry, you'll come to the, the nighttime demon world where all the houses are ruined and the evil demons attack you. Yes. Uh, Shep. Yeah. Not, again, the stooge, but instead a, a brain with feet, like a frog with a brain for a body. Yes, it's very strange. It kind of reminds me of a D&D monster called an intellect devourer. Any adventurers out there know what I'm talking about? They're super annoying. They're always in packs of three. But they are the enemy that restores, reduces your anger. So they're gotcha. they're the one I always go after. I try to get as many of them. When a wave comes, it's like, maybe I can get out of here now. You're also going to run into those, uh, the baby. Yeah, Nunu. Nunu. Uh, and it's creepy. And then when it gets closer, it grows to a full-size monster that tries to get you. Th- these aren't too bad. Once they get close, you run up and just blast away. And mm-hmm. I can usually kill them pretty quick. Now, the ones I hate are the Palma. 
the flying rock monster is apparently what it's, what it's supposed to be. Yeah, but they just look like a mine. <laughs> but yes, yeah, a, f- a flying mine. If they come in from the the left side of the screen at you, they once they get to a certain point, they they don't really explode, but they just shoot a three shot spread down at you. Yeah, a lot often when you're dealing with other things, which makes them quite annoying. Almost always, and since you're auto scrolling, it's hard to I I don't know it's it's hard to dodge. But if they come in from the right, they'll like get to the edge, the left side of the screen, and then kind of come back, and they'll shoot out in eight directions. Mm-hmm. Now, but, uh, oh, the ones coming in from the right, I found that by the end of the game, I could always peg them on the upshot of my psycho wave at the very other side of the screen. So that made me feel cool. Cool. Now it is a shame that our our listeners can't see how cool you looked when you did when you made your head auto scroll. You did your auto-scrolling action as you jet your head forward. <laughs> uh, I loved it. But what other enemies do we find in this very first area? I think there's at least one more, right? No? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Uh, what about that guy that's on fire? Maybe. I don't remember him. Walrich? It yeah. might be here. The you know, He might be, or he might be in the next level. It all blurs together. Unfortunately, yes. So the second stage of the game is the cemetery. Oh, yeah. And as Dr. Jekyll, you're going to encounter that gravedigger. Mm-hmm. Watch out for the clods. His name is Jan, in case you're wondering. He's a hard worker, if a little in- inconsiderate. A lot inconsiderate. And you actually have to jump onto a platform. I. It's it's so exciting. Indeed you, it is. You walk in front of, you know, there's a lot of pretty decent looking uh, background gravestones, but it's all the same. It's very repetitive. You, you'll, you'll have to dodge the dirt clods while birds try to poop on you. Or back to the town. It's 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 hard. They all kind of blur together since they all do look very much alike. That's right. Lots of always a nice big old tree in the background. Yeah. And then in the hide version, you get some cool like vine tree trunks in the background that look neat. Looks like a kind of a swampy haunted yeah. land. Yeah. You know, everything looks fine. It's just so repetitive, like and flat. <laughs> I think this is where we get those uh, fire monsters that just walk at you. Yeah, yeah. The Walrick. Walrich. Walrich. And perhaps another one of the flying enemies? I I feel like we might see these uh Corum the skull. Yeah. Where it's a, it's a skull that kind of hovers at you and then when it flies at you its mouth extends all the way down to the ground in a big creepy bite or something. They're hard to you have to hit them right in the top of the head or I mean in the head part, not the jaw part. Yeah, which is is tricky because if you miss one shot, you have to wait. You have to hit it twice, I think. And if you miss, then it's like, well, I got to wait two seconds for my fireball to zip zap around the screen. Indeed. Uh, Then we have the third level back in the town. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Guess who's there? All the people from before. I feel like Rachel may show up. uh, The woman that runs after you. Uh huh. Does uh, does the opera singer Elena McCowan? It's very possible. I can't remember if she's there or in the park level. I, I think she's here, her first appearance, because that's as far as I could get as a, as a kid, because I did not know that you could use the coins to pay her off. So I was never able to get by the very first hmm. opera lady. And then as Mr. Hyde, you're back in the ruined town. Mm-hmm. Still looks just as good. Uh, oh, we might get the, right, a Prashka. Oh, yeah. Does that come out yet? The the little winged demon shoots bubbles at you? Apparently, it's using a trumpet. It is a, a very strange. That blows lethal bubbles. Of all the enemies that fly and shoot at you, this one's not too horrible. No, no. And one thing you might be uh, noticing is that we're not mentioning any boss fights. Oh, that's true. There are no bosses, really. And 
there's barely even any ceremony for finishing a level. You just like walk through a gate typically, and then there you are onto the next one. Mm -hmm. The next level is the park. And I know that there's at least one singing lady there. Absolutely. And the hunter. Yes, he's a jerk. He's shooting into the sky, and then you have to dodge the dead ducks or pheasants or whatever that fall down. Unpredictably, yeah. of course. Uh, his name is Arnold Abetz. A fine gentleman most of the time, I suppose. Now, it's a shame you did not get any further because, as a child because uh, you would have loved the fountain in the park. That's right. There is a fountain of a little boy that is peeing. It's probably and, the greatest part about this game. Yeah, it's it actually and it looks pretty good. It's like these little <laughs> for <laughs> for video game urine. It's a uh, high <laughs> two thumbs up. I was trying to figure out where you're, where you're going to go with that hole you were digging. Uh, it does, the stream does look nice. It is more <laughs> fluid than you would imagine. Uh, it's also where the bees come in. Oh, sure. The bees. And they just move. Is it just totally random? It sure seems that way. They're not reacting to me. Uh, you just you wait and eventually they'll fly high enough for you to just quote unquote run underneath uh now the hide side of this stage you know you're gonna see all those enemies you saw before nothing too crazy you know there's the elevated part of the park that's i, I don't know it has kind of a almost like ancient greek a lot of columns and stuff but I, I think it looks pretty cool ruin in the ruined form in the hide world and this could be the time we see that face i think the face right. creature come around the tool which is actually like it's there but invisible and it will reveal its face and then kind of move at you it shoots some stuff out you can kill it when it when you can't see it sometimes which is pretty lucky and cool yeah and uh after this you're back in the cemetery or i guess right. another cemetery this the necropolis of london i guess yeah and in the evil side of the cemetery again finding all the same creatures more of those uh, green skulls that have the open mouth. Familiar, unfriendly foes. And you get to finally move on to the sixth level, the street. That is right. And what a street it is. It's a very long street. Yeah. And, and uh, it's at actually... one end of it, I think Donkey Kong might be there. <laughs> yeah. Well, real quick, I, I really like this level. Like, you know, you have like lampposts and fences and all these different buildings. This is where you can duck in and out of buildings. And kind this is of... what like... I feel like 50% of the game should have looked like. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks kind of accurate and good. There's, I actually really like the look of this level. Yeah, I mean, there's like uh, shop signs outside the shops hanging off the buildings, fire escapes, like all, all the things you want to see in a nice town. Strange, uh, strangely detailed. It, it looks good. But as you alluded to earlier, what the, the real star of this level is the barrels. The non-stop barrels. These, as you may guess these barrels have no rhythm and or rhyme to when they appear so or the speed they're moving so you really have to be on your toes it's some are fast some are slow almost always the fastest slow one will be coming at the same time making it almost impossible to gauge when to jump mm -hmm. right when a bomber decides to walk in luckily they don't do a lot of damage but what they do it, this is another fun fact about this game that i forgot we forgot to mention is that the you get back? hit yes you get knocked back like a six of the screen or whatever you you fly back so far and it sucks so bad now if you do that thing you said where you can get to the end of the game with mr hyde mm -hmm. there actually is a quote unquote boss which is just a harder version of that face mm, right and but yeah if you defeat it mm-hmm 
You have to hit it like a zillion times, it looks like, from the playthrough. Oof. Then there are no humans in the town. So you don't oh. have to deal with any mad bombers or anything like that, but you do still have to deal with the barrels, etc. Oh, man. That would have been good to know because this part is hard because there are so many of those bombers coming in and out. And Seriously, like, if this was real life, the city would be decimated by the amount of bombs let off in its streets. Yeah, for real. It's ridiculous. I, you know, I kept hiding, trying to duck in doors, safe stating every time. I'm like, okay, I made it four steps. I scrolled the screen a little bit. Stop, save. <laughs> and then you have the singers like positioned at a higher spot. So it's even harder to get past them as many notes are falling down around you. Yeah. And if they're, if they're too high up, if you can't get up there, you can't pay them. No, you just got to run for it. Run for it. But the and hide then, version is cool. Yeah. Because, you know, as we kind of, talked about earlier you're taking like a different path to where you're on top of the buildings you're on the the roofs of of london and i think it looks cool i like the like black silhouette stuff behind the oh it looks great i do want to point out though that i think uh you can die from pit deaths i, I wouldn't be surprised yeah which is really cruel in a auto scrolling game but I, again i did not get here once when i read about it when it was like okay you get to the last level turn into hide and then and I was real confused, and that's when I, I figured out where how the game actually works. Where I was like, "Oh, he's still in the second level." Yeah, yeah. And that's I, why I was I realized I was well. like, "Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm not playing through." <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, now, if you do make it to the end of this level without beating all of the levels as Mister Hyde, you walk to the courtyard of the church. You enter mm -hmm. it. You see the front of the church, and then get a the end. Yep, it's pretty disappointing. It truly is. For such a bear of a game, that's how they reward you. Now, if you had beaten this final level in front of the church with Mr. Hyde, you then switch to Dr. Jekyll and make it to the courtyard. You will then be greeted with your bride. You will be now in a wedding tuxedo of white, and the two of you will walk across the screen from opposite ends to meet in the middle. It's just about as well animated as the rest of the game. <laughs> Everything on, on twos. And you walk up the steps... Have yourself a nice smooch. The light of God shines down upon you. Mm -hmm. And you get the same, the end. But if you wait around long enough, the end flips around and you see the silhouette of Hyde dun, with dun, like a dun. cross. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but it's, it is creepy. Is that, is that like a threat of a sequel? It's like, don't make me do it. Advanced communications company. Don't dare us. I will take it as such. Well, this is it, the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Which I gave a 2.5. Me too. I, I they like, are <laughs> serviceable. Yeah, and I kind of have a soft spot. like graphics. I have, a, I have a soft spot for the backgrounds. They are good. The trees look great. There's just, it's the same, lot, well, a lot of the same. It is. It's all, much like the music. It's, what's there isn't bad. It's just very it's small amounts stretched out. And you're never enjoying yourself while looking at it or hearing it. <laughs> Following that is play control, which I gave a 2.0. I went with a 1.5. I could go that low. I just, I guess, feel like I guess I, I feel like I just got used to how crappy everyone controlled. It's, it's just so frustrating. I, I just feel frustrated when I walk or jump or do anything. 
It's just, yeah. it's angered me. A hundred percent. The psycho wave is so weird. I never have any idea what's going to happen with it besides that initial shot out of me. I never feel like I, when I'm Mr. Hyde, I have any sort of control agency of my character. Right. I'm no just hanging good. on with for dear life. <laughs> Which I guess is kind of, you know, accurate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up is Challenge Factor. I went with 4.5. Same. And the only reason it doesn't get a 5 is the Unlimited Continues. The same. Otherwise, not only is this game hard, it's never fun. So no. it's like just grueling. It is grueling. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. And finally, we have Theme and Fun. I went with a 0. 0.5. I, too, went 0. .5. <laughs> yeah. A friend of the show, Bill, was over here the other night borrowing a Two-Face costume. Oh, okay, cool. And he asked me, is it worse than X-Men? And I said, I think so, because at least I was like laughing and like confused and like there was something that interested me in the X-Men game. Yeah. Something like new and different or weird. Yeah. Whereas I was like frustrated, like angry and just bored. Yeah, I know what you mean. Which is all worse, worse around. There's just, there's... This game sounds great on paper. Well, I, I wouldn't even say it sounds great. I'd say it sounds interesting. Interesting, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at no point does it live up to any any bit of that promise. All I can say is it's it's got a unique premise that's again fool me once. <laughs> Indeed. And finally, Nick, I ask at the end of every show, should you play this game? If you can for free, yeah, check it out. I, I say play a level or two. It's so bad. It, it's just worth it to be able to say, spend 10 minutes with it. That's the only reason you should play this game. Otherwise, go read the novella or listen to Ian Holmes uh, read it to you. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely worth hearing the story, even though, sadly, knowing the twist kind of ruins most of it. Yeah. Otherwise, there is no reason to play this game besides just wanting to understand how bad a game can be. Or, you know, self-flagellation, or if you're trying to punish hey, a child. Huh? If you're into that, go for it. Yeah. Otherwise, stay away. Next week's game will be Killer Instinct for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends. That is right. And if you are out there and you also had Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you know, I here's here's an interesting coda to the story because I was given that game, right? Oh, mm -hmm. man. Okay. This is a little treat at the end for our dedicated listeners. And as I think we've mentioned in past episodes, I sold off a bunch of my Nintendo games to get to raise money to buy my Super Nintendo. Yes, we both did. One of them was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Do you know how much I got for it? I can't imagine it would be much. It was 50 cents. Like, I really... I, I, you know what? <laughs> it was worth every penny. Well, I thought about it, too. And I was like, 50 cents? Like, is that really worth it? It's a Nintendo game. And I was like, no, get it out of my house. <laughs> I think they did you a favor. I guess. But yeah, so if any Cartridge Commandos out there, did you have Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Do you agree with us? Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Or if for some interesting or bizarre reason this is your favorite game, you can let us know on uh, Facebook at Cartridge Command or the Twitterverse at Car Command. Yeah, yeah. Were you raised on an island and this was the only game you had, so you forced yourself to love it? If Did so, you, let us know. Yeah. Maybe you use this as a, a meditation practice for like Zen Buddhism or something where much if like so, Dr. Jekyll, could you keep your anger meter down? 
I want to. I hear bet it. you can like hover when you meditate at this point. <laughs> but of course, we must go out of our way to thank those awesome and wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is their support that makes this show possible. You know, without you folks, this show would not be continuing on as it does. You pay for our hosting fees, our incidentals and any equipment we may need. And we thank you so much for that. Yeah. If you don't give, consider doing so. Even a dollar helps us out. It does. We're like the reverse of that opera singer where you pay us to shoot instead of musical notes, words out of our mouths and we appreciate it. We do. We appreciate it a just, lot. Just like I'm sure they appreciated my words, my great analogies. It was a great one. So thank you all so very, very much. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! And published by Toho in Japan in April of 1998. I always do this. In April of 1988. And then was released in North America by Taito in April of 1990. In April of 1989. <laughs>